Doesn't get any better than perfect, right? What's perfect anyway? Everybody wants to be perfect. Hey survivors, it's Andy, and you know what today is, right? That's right, it's self-love Sunday. So today we're gonna to talk about something that makes us love ourselves a little bit more. So what better than perfectionism, all right? Let's get started. In case you're new here, my name's Angie, and on this channel, I talk about discovering, understanding, and overcoming narcissistic abuse and taking your life to the next level. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button, all right? Here's an interesting fact. Did you know that perfectionism is one of the most common qualities in dysfunctional families? Would you believe it? Here it is. I bet you would. All right. Today, we're going to talk about why being a perfectionist isn't always the best thing for someone working on surviving from narcissistic abuse and how you can be more happy with your real life and realize that it's kind of perfect as it is, or at least it can be. Let's get started. Listen, there's some really good reasons that you should not be a perfectionist, okay? And those include being a perfectionist makes you think you're never good enough for number one. When you think that you need to be perfect, you are setting a standard that you cannot reach. And as a result, you're setting yourself up for failure, period. The next thing I want you to know is that being a perfectionist simply feeds your stress, feeds your lack of self-esteem and any other issues you might have going in your head right now. So let go of it, my friend. Remember that being a perfectionist is counterproductive to actually making your life better because until you change your perspective and you realize that you don't have to be perfect, at least not by societal standards, life sucks. What I like to tell people is, listen, just be the perfect version of yourself. You get to decide what that is, my friend, not some magazine or TV show or narcissist. Being a perfectionist makes you overlook the positive things in your life. You forget to be grateful. And you know, when you forget to be grateful, you just bring more negativity into your life. And being a perfectionist makes you miss kick-ass opportunities that you should grab. For example, maybe you went on a first date with somebody one time and they were perfect, except they had some lettuce in their teeth. And as a result, you walked away from that person. I don't know anybody who's ever done that before. The point is, opening your mind to new possibilities and learning to see things from a different perspective can absolutely change your life for the better in more ways than you could possibly imagine. You may not even realize you're a perfectionist because you've spent so many years putting your own needs aside in order to handle someone else's. But the fact of the matter is, you know you get anxious when things aren't exactly how they're supposed to be, don't you? At least sometimes. Well. That's because during narcissistic abuse, often you retain control over something, whether it's something small like the way you do your hair or the way you put away your dishes, it's something and you become obsessed with that thing being perfect. And sometimes that can expand into other areas of your life and cause a little trouble for you. One of the first things to know is that perfectionism creates a legacy in families, all right? So the way your mother taught you how to do the dishes, the way your mother taught you how to vacuum the floors, whatever, the way she told you you should behave. Kind of thing happens with fathers and sons where they will, you know, this is how you mow the grass, this is how you work a job, this is what, what you do. The standards, the rigid standards other people had in our families are a lot of times what become part of ourselves. So if we grew up in a spotlessly clean house, we may go one direction or the other. We may either go to super clean house or super badly not clean house. <laughs> depending on your circumstances. The point is, the generation after generation, we pass along these little perfectionisms, okay? I admit to having one when it comes to education. I am really, it's the only thing I really push my kids about, and I don't push them that hard. They don't really need much except for me to act like I might be disappointed in them, and they're on it. <laughs> 
but it's pretty much for me the two things that I am strict about are when you're supposed to be home and when you're not as in go to school and don't be outside after dark things like that and also grades I expect them to get good grades and behave themselves in school and all that kind of stuff now do I need the rooms to be spotless all the time mm -mm, not really as long as we, I can walk through there I'm good <laughs> But I, I do need them to get good grades. So everybody has something that they're kind of perfectionist about, right? But it's the way that you deal with it and the way that you help other people deal with it that, help, that matters. Why do you think that perfectionism is one of those things that's passed down in toxic families? What could be the cause of that? I hope you're sitting down for this one. Here it is. What better way for a person to gaslight and demean and devalue another person than to set goals for them that are completely outrageously unattainable and then sit there and watch them fail. And not just watch them fail, but kind of relish it and kind of kick them while they're down failing in the attainable, you know, in the unattainable goals that you set for them. Of course, that's why perfectionism is passed down in toxic families. No matter how hard any of us try to be perfect, it's not possible. And so in those toxic families, when those perfection type situations come up and you're required to become something that you're not, guess what? You can't ever attain the goal. So you're always in a position to be complained at and demeaned and belittled and all of this under the guise of, I care about you. I just want the best for you. That's not care. Another reason that perfectionism is so rampant in dysfunctional families is that it allows someone to project a false ego. Do you know anyone whose house is always 100% perfect and they, they just they just thrive on it and they just absolutely flip out if something goes, you know, if somebody gets mud on the floor or whatever, spills some milk, they cry over it? Well, there's a reason for that. A lot of times that type of cleanliness and that type of obsession, kind of OCD-ish behavior is a direct reflection of that person's lack of self-confidence because they are so concerned with something that... They think people will judge them on, like, you know, having cobwebs in the corners or whatever, you know, dust under the bed, uh, that they feel compelled to make sure everything's perfect. And then when nobody comes over to look at the dust under the bed, they'll actually say to someone, could you look and see if I have dust under my bed? <laughs> so it makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they've got something to hold on to, something that, that shows that maybe they are the perfect false self that they would like us to think they are. Next one is one that I guarantee you've probably dealt with. It's perfectionism used in a way to manipulate people to give them compliments. What do I mean? Well, let's just think about this. What if I said to you right now, oh my god, I'm so ugly. I just, oh god, look, I have this giant pimple and I, I just, oh, mm. what would you do? You'd say, Angie, no, you're not. You're not ugly. You're so pretty, right? Of course you would because you're nice people. Well, guess what? <laughs> Or maybe you wouldn't, maybe you would say, uh, girl, you're on to something there. <laughs> Either way, if you would say that, that's because I was manipulating you when I said that. Because I don't really think I'm ugly, but even if I did, I wouldn't say that to you guys. Because the fact of the matter is, I'm not looking for false compliments. But narcissists, they just need all the supply they can get. So these are the people that you will see, these people wearing a size 2 jeans and, you know, <laughs> and uh, complaining about they, they wish they were size 0. You know, um... Oh my God, I'm so fat. La, la, la. And of course, you're supposed to say, girl, you're so skinny. You know you're okay. La, la, la. Well, that is an example of using perfectionism as manipulation. Same goes for, uh, back to our clean house lady in the first uh, point I made. The clean house lady is walking around talking about, 
Oh, excuse the mess. Okay, I can't lie to you. I say excuse the mess sometimes, but I have a reason. <laughs> sometimes I have a mess. The clean house lady, though, she, you know, the one who's so freaked out about making sure everything's perfect all the time, you know, she doesn't have a reason, but she wants to say, oh, excuse the mess. Sorry, it's so messy when it's absolutely perfect because then people will go, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Your house is so much cleaner than my house. La la la. Then she gets a little ego boost, see? So you can see how perfectionism and the toxic legacy go together. What do you think about that? Well, tell me that in the comments below. And now I'm going to tell you really quickly a few tips to let go of perfectionism in case you may have some residual. First, you have to recognize that perfection is a problem. There's a difference between high standards and perfectionism. You have to understand that while having high standards and setting realistic goals are great for you, being a perfectionist is very unhealthy. So yeah, set realistic goals. Remember that goals that you can meet are great for your self-esteem. And if you replace those crazy perfectionist expectations with actual expectations that you can meet, you're going to win every time. Make sure you take t the time to pay attention to the things that are good in your life and don't focus so much on the things that suck. So like I tell you every single day, think of 10 things you're grateful for and three things you love about yourself every day. And anytime you're feeling very overwhelmed or upset by a situation, stop and give yourself the time to think of 10 things you're grateful for and three things you love about yourself. Whether you write them down, you say them inside your head, count them on your fingers, or you just say them out loud. Be grateful for the good things in your life, especially when you are at the worst moments of your life. And I promise you, you can turn it around. Dose yourself up with unconditional self-love. So make sure that you look at the bigger picture of your life and understand that you yourself are worthy just because you are in existence because you are trying to be worthy because you want to be worthy you are worthy do you understand it's not about expectations it's not about you know societal standards it's not about narcissistic standards it's about who you are as a person and on the inside you're a good person aren't you just know that and put your arms around yourself and tell yourself that you deserve to be loved because you do, my friend. The thing that was really hard for me was being able to be okay with the flaws that I have and not hide myself from the world. And that's something that you should also be working on. How to embrace the parts of yourself that maybe aren't perfect by societal standards. How to see your perceived flaws as your greatest assets. How to understand that people who have done great things did so because they were different and they believed that they could do it. So in the parts of yourself that are different, don't think of those things as negatives. Think of those things as positive, beautiful qualities and embrace them. Positive, beautiful qualities. Finally, and this is most important for you, my dear narcissistic abuse survivors, you have to realize that mistakes are not always mistakes. They can be lessons for you. They can be guideposts for you. You can look at the negative things that you have done, the negative things that have happened in your life, and you can see them as opportunities for learning and moving forward. If you are in a relationship with a narcissist or you've recently gotten out of one and you're still feeling completely discombobulated and you don't even know what to do with yourself, breathe, breathe. Take the lessons out of it and move forward. Doing better next time and putting yourself first for once in your life. It's worth it. It's self-love Sunday. So tell me, are you a perfectionist sometimes? What could you do better for yourself? How could you treat yourself with more love and respect? Share your thoughts in the comments below. 
and share your ideas on what you can do and what you have done to let go of the expectations of other people and create your own expectations for yourself. You might just help another survivor. You might save someone's life. It's worth it, my friend. Leave a comment. Tell them what you think. All right? I will talk to you guys very soon. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow for another video. Happy Self-Love Sunday. As always, thanks for letting me be a part of your day and a part of your life. And thanks for being a part of mine. It really does mean a lot to me. See you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.